fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into the program. It is a Tuesday, the post-Monday celebration, the greatest day of the entire week. I know you're excited. I'm excited. We're all excited. Let's scream for ice cream. What do you say? Welcome into the show. This is the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here at our flagship radio station in Wichita, Kansas, all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Welcome aboard your Millennial General, doing what we do each and every day. Big show for you today. Holy cow, there is a lot of news to talk about, like usual, nothing special there. But I'm telling you, this show is going to break your mind a little bit. Bottom of the hour, we have Dr. Bill Evers. He is with, he is a contributor to the Wall Street Journal. He is a contributor to numerous different sites, including uh, the Center on Educational Excellence, the Independent Review, and the Independent Institute. So we'll talk with him. There is apparently a movement going on in California right now where in parents listen up mom and pops with kids in elementary school or in public schools right now, they have what they are now calling woke math. Woke math. Oh, yeah. What the hell is it? We'll talk about that here in a little bit through the K-12 through education. What is woke math and how can math be woke? They're numbers and numbers add up to other numbers and they divide to other numbers and they do multiplication to other numbers and they're absolutes. You know that when one number is affected by another number, we come out with a specific number. It's very simple. It's very commonsensical, but this is from the other side of the aisle to where there are no absolutes in the world. There are no truths. There are no realities and we can make anything up that we want to for emotional support. So the ones that have you know certain chromosomes and we can change those. You can't, but you can pretend, and then you can just say that, hey, you have to direct me as and, and associate me as somebody else or something else because that's the way I feel because feelings apparently are more important than the absolutes in the world that we live in and the reality world that we live in. Now, I'm one that can uh, believe that there is other realities out there, as in, like, you know, the universe. Are there other universes out there? Are there other dimensions out there? And you know what? In another dimension, we can totally feel like 2 plus 2 equals 18. But in this reality, in this dimension that we live in right now, 2 plus 2 equals 4. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So what the hell is woke math and what's going on? In the California educational system, we'll talk about that here coming up in just a little bit with Dr. Bill Evers. Excited about that one. Plus, we have Jen Psaki crying on an interview, meaning that the Democrats really have a state of desperation right now whenever they get to the point of losing. What does a narcissist do when they end up being backed into a corner and you call them out on the shenanigans that they have done as a narcissist? Well, they get emotional. Because they want, they fake emotion because they try to play to the emotion of the other person, knowing that that usually influences them in some way, shape, or form. I've said many times before that Democrats are either the little children throwing the temper tantrum in the candy aisle when they don't get what they want because they don't have the emotional capacity to understand what the word no means and not getting everything that they want to, or they're the weird narcissist that just uh, mentally and emotionally is incapable of actually understanding no because they are the crazy narcissist that gets whatever the hell they want. 
I just started off the show with a whole bunch of name calling. Didn't mean to do that, but that's exactly what we're dealing with, unfortunately, in society. We'll get to all that and more coming up on the program. First and foremost, I want to give you some good news. Now, on political talk radio, it's difficult to give you good news uh, a lot, at least. And I very rarely get the opportunity to give you, the listener, good news. So here's what I want you to do. Do me a favor. If you're a radio listener, if you're a live stream listener, a TV listener, a podcast listener, even if you're driving, you even have the capability of doing this project as well, I want you to pat yourself on the back. Just pat yourself on the back and be happy about the way things are going now because we have an opportunity to see some really great gains and we're starting to win from the progressive, left-wing, tyrannical side of society. We are fighting back, and it's finally starting to show. There are a few different headlines right now that we need to celebrate. Number one, from MSN.com, and yes, I did say for my left-wing organization here, end of federal transportation mask mandate, greeted with confusion and relief. Of course, they can't just say, hooray, good news. They can't just say that it was good news and that it was all great. No, they have to say it ends with confusion. Here's the confusion to clear it up for you. You don't have to wear a mask to fly or to transport yourself from one place to another. There's no confusion. I don't know why that caused confusion. You don't have to wear a mask anymore. After the judge down in Florida ended up ending the mask mandate for flying and airport travel, then it's done. It's over. Boom. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Aren't you excited? Now, I don't know about the vaccine mandates of you need to test negative or you need to have the certain vaccine or the certain booster shot. I don't know where we stand on those in flight. But what I do know is that you don't have to wear a mask anymore. That's kind of awesome. Uh, These are ending at a very interesting, unique time right now. Obviously, with the midterm elections coming up, that's really a sign of, oh, hey, ah, the pandemic's about over. We're, We're good. At the same time. The Democrats have really, uh, the Biden administration, the NIH, the FDA, the World Health Organization, Dr. Fauci, which we have not heard from in a really long time, they just came out, except for Fauci, of course, and said that we had this new variant that we need to be very cautious of. So why all of a sudden is it okay to not wear the mask when you're flying or traveling? And why now? Why now? I mean, kudos to you. Again, pat yourself on the back because you have fought this left and right. You're sick and tired of it. You've complained about it enough. You've called elected officials enough. You've actually uh, raised enough hell about it enough to where they've done something. Now, they're not going to give you credit with the ones that are angry about this. What they are going to do, though, is they're going to start running stories about how cases are on the rise again, how there's a new variant, how people are getting new cases. We're seeing case numbers rise across the nation, maybe hospitalizations. But you did it. You fought it. Congratulations. We should be very happy. To the point to where the left is losing their minds over losing control. Remember, they've had the iron grip control over you for two years because we're scared. We didn't know what was going to happen with the with the pandemic. And we just need to listen to the quote-unquote experts. There was a New York Times journalist, which here's the high-quality reporting for the New York Times. According to Fox News, a New York Times journalist fell for a satire piece on the Tweety and actually reached out to the individual with a direct message wanting to interview them on the post that they made that was a obvious satire piece, but they truly honestly think that we are so naive and so ignorant and so stupid as the low IQ individuals being Republicans, being Trump supporters, being conservatives, is that we would actually see something like this or do something like this. According to the tweet, a New York Times journalist appeared to take Twitter, uh, a Twitter user's satire message about a flight attendant 
seriously as they tried to reach out to interview the individual because they want the big story about how bad conservatives are, how bad Trump is, how bad we are by fighting to actually end the mask mandates. Here's what the tweet said. I boarded a plane today with my son and mid-flight, the pilot announces that the mask mandate is over. Flight attendants pulled off their masks and sneezed directly into their hands while screaming, quote, this is MAGA airspace. My son turned to me in tears. I don't know what to do. He later said that it was a satire piece, but if you read that, that mid-flight, the flight attendants pulled off their mask, the pilot announced the mask mandate was over, while they sneezed into their hands screaming, this is MAGA airspace, baby. This is MAGA air. We love Donald Trump, and here's my sneeze and all my grossness that I sneeze into my hands while raising my hands, super excited about the mask mandate being ended. If you read something like that, wouldn't a little bit of a red flag pop up to you and be like, wow, that's hilarious. That's kind of funny. That's just a little bit comical. According to the Tweety user, the New York Times reporter, Victoria Kim, sent him a direct message on Twitter saying, Hi, Jared. I'm a New York Times journalist. I'd love to speak with you over the phone about what happened on your flight this evening. Yeah, high-quality journalism that we have right now. On the other hand as well, we also have another bit of good news regarding mask mandates. Not just the air travel, but also Uber and Lyfts have also ended their mask mandates for riders across the nation as the drivers and uh, as COVID-19 cases fall for drivers and for customers of the Ubers and the Lyfts, and they've decided to end their mask mandates as well. We're starting to win, and it's really because there is no more scare that we need to worry about. So they're like, okay, we can really calm it down. We can be the ones that saved people that actually was able to allow you to have that freedom. Remember those terms allow you to have your freedom back because the pandemic is all said and done. Therefore, vote for us as Democrats in the midterm elections. They have nothing else. Obviously, they've failed on the economy big time. They failed on gas prices big time. They can't even artificially lower them going into election season like that happens every election trying to say that they've done good. They can't because they're in such a bad situation that they have put themselves into moving forward. So they're stuck between the rock and the hard place. The only thing they have is to hope and pray that letting you and allowing you to go about your time now traveling without masks is going to make you happy enough to vote for the Democrats because they're still down dramatically. Here's the other serious piece of news that we need to talk about. And this is more of the what's trending of the day, I think. What's trending today? It's enough about mandates and COVID. I know you're sick and tired of hearing it. You've heard about it for two years, right? Here's the other piece that's a little bit concerning to me is as conservatives, we need to be consistent across the board on our conservative values, don't we? think just a little bit we need to be kind of consistent when we promote conservative values we need to fight crony capitalism andy what's crony capitalism well it's like capitalism but it's not capitalism because we're not saying here's the private sector here's the public sector there's a divide between the two the public sector is going to not regulate as much of the private sector it's going to ham you know oversee a little bit of things Make sure there's no like monopolies or crazy bad trading going on or shenanigans going on behind the scenes. We're going to make sure that it, things are clean. But outside of that, the private sector, dude, you're private, do your thing. You figure out your own damn problems. That's what capitalism is. Crony capitalism would be a private business corporation saying, hey, we're doing well. But I want us to do more well. I want us to do gooder. And yes, I know that vocabulary sucks. I'm using it for a purpose here. I We want us to do gooder. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to... 
get heavily involved in politics so that way the legislators start passing bills to specifically benefit us based on us being a special interest in donating to campaigns or trying to fund certain programs or help them out with certain projects that they want to do in D.C. to make themselves look good. We're going to work hand-in-hand with the public sector and with the government in order for us to get some awesome kickbacks. That would be crony capitalism, and that would be really, really bad. And that is not the way our system was intended to be set up. That is not the way that things are supposed to run in a free market, laissez-faire capitalist society. Yes, we want to support as a special interest certain politicians based on their ideas, not saying, hey, if I support you, will you do this for me? But saying, hey, if I support you, will you promote this specific idea that benefits me in the private sector so I can get rid of some red tape, I can get rid of some regulation, I can live freely, I can do my business as I need to without the government you know, uh, looking over me every step of the way. There's a difference there. Hey, cut these regulations and be a limited government politician. Okay, I'll do some donations to you. So I benefit in the end as opposed to, hey, I'll donate to you if you make this project happen for me. That's not the way our system was set up. And Republicans and Democrats are horrible at it because, we're number one, we're never going to get rid of special interests. What we need to do is make sure the special interests aren't doing it for the wrong reason. Are they doing it for the overall good reason to help everybody or are they doing it to help themselves specifically? And here's what I mean. Well, i got to take a break. So I'm going to use that as the radio tease to let you know about what's going on. Uh, Governor DeSantis out of Florida is looking at Disney with the ongoing battle with Disney with the don't say gay bill, which is not don't say gay, but that's what the media termed it and coined it. But the LGBTQ bill for public education, Disney's still fighting back. Republicans wanting to fight back now against Disney and take matters into their own hands, trying to do something that never should have been done in the first place. We'll talk about that when we come back here on a Tuesday for The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reasons throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post-Monday celebration. Capitalism versus crony capitalism. It's a sad state because when you get into this level, then you start blending that line of, you know, free markets doing their own thing, settling their own rates for prices and goods, you know, the supply and demand chain and you know, the gas prices. When there's more of it and less people are buying it, then the prices go down. When there's a lot of people needing it and there's not a lot of supply of it, the prices skyrocket or people stop carrying it all together because they just can't afford it. It's a very simple, very easy process. And by the way, the supply and demand thing, that happens even in non-capitalist societies as well. They just don't recognize it. So they're like, oh my, prices are gouging high and we can't supply food on the shelves. So people are eating zoo animals in our nice little communist socialist nation. So what do we do? We need to find a way to steal it from other places and give it to you. Redistribution. We're going to meddle even more that caused the issue in the first place. So we're going to meddle more taking it away. What we what do we hear in China now? Taking food away from the hungry and giving it to the starving because they don't have enough food to be able to go around. So they've quarantined everybody. And now you hear cases of people jumping out of their apartment buildings up in the air because they can't deal anymore. They're starving. They're not allowed to go to the stores. And China has them on lockdown, which they say is because of COVID. But we know that's a bunch of crap and just not true in any way, shape, or form. So the headline that we had today shows uh, one example, which this goes on in many different areas, many different industries all over the nation, unfortunately, uh, because of we're so desperate to try and bring the money to our area that we're willing to just give away the cow and sell the milk, essentially, which is really unfortunate in a, again, lack of a capitalist society. Here's the headline from Newsmax. DeSantis takes aimed at Disney Special District and governing privileges. I don't know if you are aware of this or not. I was not aware of this. Walt Disney in Disney World in Florida has been able to act as its own local government in Central Florida because it is so large that they got to dictate what they were going to do as as their own government entity. DeSantis said on Tuesday, according to Newsmax, that the Republican-controlled Florida legislature is set to take up a bill during this week's special session that would dismantle the special district that has allowed Disney to act as its own local government in central Florida. They said they're already scheduled to meet for the approval in a new congressional map proposed by Ron DeSantis. You're telling me that they're drawing new congressional maps based on the local government that Disney had that was not being represented in Washington, D.C. because the corporation was so damn big that they were their local own local government entity. While he did not give specifics, according to the article, the governor said that the legislation would repeal special districts that were created prior to 1968, which include the Reedy Creek Improvement District that Disney currently sits on, spanning 25,000 acres in Orange and Osceola counties, on Disney-owned land from back in 1967. Ladies and gentlemen, this is 
probably one of the dumbest things I have heard of in my entire life. You want to talk about, again, giving away the cow and selling the milk and doing such a special interest to try and actually just bring money to your area because you're so money hungry that you have given all the power to a corporation to decide what they want to do as a local government entity. Are they paying taxes? I'm sure they're paying some taxes, but they're deciding what to do on their land. They're deciding what to do in their community. They're deciding what to do in those counties. They have their own government running the running the thing, doing whatever the hell they want to do. Instead of saying, no, you're going to pay for the property like everybody else does. You're going to pay taxes like everybody else does. You're going to fall under the jurisdiction of all the other legislatures like everybody else does. You're an amusement park. You're not your own country with your own set of rules. This is not how capitalism actually works. How the hell did this even happen in the first place? It's good you're picking it up now. Why didn't we do that all the way back when, when Republicans are like, hey, wait a second. Should we keep the government out of it and stop letting a corporation run their own and make their make up their own rules and have their own rule sets and governing themselves? Maybe we shouldn't allow that in society. What a mess. I'm glad you're picking it up now. Kind of said you allowed it to happen for the however many years that you've been in office already. Dr. Bill Evers, right around the corner for the bottom of the hour. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through the program already for a post-Monday celebration. Welcome back into the show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting all over the country with multiple radio stations on board with us. Welcome. Also, our live stream. Got to get a hat tip to the OpsLens family. Over there, you guys watching on the OpsLens app or their website or their social media. We appreciate you guys as uh, you joined the family just a few months ago. At the beginning of the year, we jumped on with OpsLens and love having you guys on with our video stream on the program. By the way, as we kind of wrap up that conversation regarding the capitalism and government just giving things away because they're so desperate for the income of businesses to actually bring it to their state or bring it to their area, and they just give things away, it's it, it's unfathomable, although I understand I don't understand it, but I see it all the time. Based out of Kansas here where I'm at, there's a battle between Kansas and Missouri and those in the Kansas area that, listen, you know this, that Kansas City area, because Kansas City is a city that half of it's in Kansas, half of it's in Missouri. And there's a battle with Kansas on who's going to get 
corporations or businesses or manufacturing plants or new business and new and new economic stimulus coming in? Is it going to be on the Missouri side or is it going to be on the Kansas side? And there's always this weird battle going on. Hey, we'll cut your taxes. Hey, we'll give you the free land. Hey, we'll give you some kind of grant or star bonds in order for you to build the project. And they just go on and on. And it's ridiculous how desperate they are to get the business to do it by giving them a whole bunch of free handouts. Here's the thing. Capitalism should be the taxes are low enough. You can go anywhere you want to. And then hopefully you come here because of the maybe the geography of it or maybe the job opportunity for some or maybe there's tons of uh, people ready to work for you. And then there's just low taxes and they want to actually show up. You would think that would be a normal thing. But nope, nope, don't want to be doing that. Uh, all right. Uh, we looks like we just lost our guest here. Let's see if we can get him back on the show. Hang tight as we do a live call on the program and see if we can't get him back on the show here, right? As uh, we're talking, or we're going to be talking with Dr. Bill Evers as he is with the Independent Institute, because as we talk about economic opportunities, now we're also... Nope, I guess maybe his phone died. Who knows? We'll get him back on the program here in a little bit. There's a movement out of California that he was going to talk about. California's math curriculum framework... The California State Department of Education has released a new draft of its curriculum. Here's what Dr. Ever said in his piece here uh, regarding their framework for K-12 mathematics. Now, I want to stop you right there and kind of lead up to the battle that we've been having in the state of Florida. Obviously, with the LGBTQIA+, whatever, community in Florida, upset because the teachers aren't able to teach their young kids about the wokeness that they have. And I use wokeness in a very loosey-goosey term because wokeness actually means a very spiritual term uh being awake and being connected to god and that sort of thing and that's not what we're talking about here uh the progressive liberal mindset that's happening in florida with public education is destroying it and disney's fighting that which is why we're seeing the battle in florida in california we're seeing the same thing regarding the basic k-12 through public education system and especially with the math curriculum as our guest today I wrote a piece about this. Super excited to have him on the program. I think we have him back on the line. He is the senior fellow, director for the Center for Educational Excellence, and assistant editor as well for the Independent Review at the Independent Institute, which you can find online at independent.org. But excited to have on the program Dr. Bill Evers with us here. Doctor, how are you, my friend? I'm very well, thank you. Hey, good. I am so glad to have you on the show. This is wild. I can... I don't like it, and I fight against the policy and the curriculum on you know critical race theory or on what's going right. on in Florida with uh, with the stuff going on there. But how can you? I think the governor in Florida and the commissioner of education there was very good to have uh, put aside certain textbooks that didn't conform to uh, what they want. They don't want critical race theory in math. They don't want exactly uh, some kind of social emotional learning that instead of teaching math facts and math techniques and math problem solving is somehow yeah, going yeah. for emotion or traumatic therapy or something like that. Exactly. So I think the governor there made a good step. Yeah, that's a good side of it. On the other side, your piece here talking about California's math, I didn't realize right. that mathematics could be a quote-unquote woke progressive Alternative, I thought that 2 plus 2 equaled yeah. 4, and it was just an absolute, and that's what we learned. Uh, is it apparently different in California? No, actually, this is going on all around the country. Uh, it goes by different names, uh, mathematics with social justice, radical mathematics, critical mathematics, critical race theory mathematics, 
culturally relevant mathematics, all sorts of stuff. So uh, they had this theory that uh, kids will only learn math if it fits in with their lives. So they don't want it to be abstracted out, and they don't want it abstracted out into traditional word problems. They want it to be political problems. They want to train the children to be political activists, to be identity politics followers. So they're going to teach them about, you know, whatever they see are the problems in the United States and get them to, together with the teacher, solve those problems using math. So they're heavily politicizing math. Uh, my mind's but, but breaking. That's not unique to California. You could easily see it coming up in Kansas and Missouri. Sure, sure. My mind's breaking just trying to grasp the concept of it. So what do they say? They're like, oh, let's do hands-on, and let's say there are two white guys in the bar. There's one black guy. Therefore, the two white guys are evil because the, they're the oppressors with the majority. I mean, is this what we're talking about I don't about know here? if it's that, but let's say it's, <laughs> we have so many people that need to go to a demonstration. Uh, how many buses will we need if each bus can hold this? Oh my God. Or let's say we need to paint signs for a demonstration, and we have so many stakes, and we have so many, uh, you know. So it's uh, the, it's the subconscious mind. Of this is so what you, many yeah. Paint, yeah. yeah, yeah. This is the subconscious. So of, they're hey. doing. They're trying to, and, and sometimes they'll be engaged in some actual project like. Uh, one school, they had the kids campaigning against liquor stores in the neighborhood. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm sure they can have a neighborhood that's not, you know, got so many liquor stores, you can't really see how they, uh, how they're finding their way to the school, but it's yeah. not really a school project. That's for other people to be solving. Yeah, I mean, I get the hands-on concept to understand math i'm a hands-on kind of guy i want to get my hands dirty and actually understand it by doing the thing so i get that but to make it political activism and i'm assuming this is like yeah. young we're talking like probably second third fourth graders in this it's, it it can begin as early as kindergarten according to yeah. the california program they can say you can adopt a social justice perspective beginning with kindergartners and running right through grade 12 at the end of high school you think they'll let me do a curriculum where we talk about how many Donald Trump supporters uh, ended up having their ballots thrown away or something? I mean, <laughs> I, I well, don't know. there are irregularities in every election, and there certainly were plenty in this last one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a, I think it's a tragedy because, you know, the children really need to learn math. If they're coming from a household where English is not their native language and you load up the problems with all this politics, uh, you know, it it makes it even harder for them to understand. Yeah. Uh, so, in most parts of the country, uh, about ten percent of the population is what political scientists call very liberal. Okay. So this is math taught for that ten percent. But what about the other ninety percent, where the parents? have some other point of view. I mean, they're disenfranchising them and then doing it at their expense because they're paying their tax dollars for these public schools. Sure. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, we, we've decided to pander to the fringe minorities in society, whether it's the LGBTQ community that's anywhere between 4 to 7% of the population like this with uh, with the activist mindset. And it's it's sad that this is what we're pandering to instead of just getting it down to the it basics. It doesn't improve performance no no have you we know, seen have we seen I mean, a, a, a result excuse of me, yeah 
these kids need to learn math. If they're going to be a factory floor supervisor, if they're going to be an engineer, if they're going to be a rocket scientist, if they're going to be an accountant, if they're going to be a doctor, there's many, many, many occupations, you know, and not just college ones, but high school graduation ones. Exactly. They need to know math. Yeah. And if they're being taught this political gobbledygook, bo- book, you know. <laughs> I, I, have we seen a waste uh, math, of their time? Exactly. Have we seen math results actually start going down since we've implemented some of these curriculums? Well, no. We, it's really too early, and it's not uniform enough to tell at this point. But uh, we will see whether there's a – so with Common Core, you know, it, this was – a little over 10 years ago, this came on the scene, and supposedly this was going to be the cure-all, and everybody's scores were going to go up. Well, that hasn't happened. If anything, they've gone down. Yeah. So I, <laughs> they just have no evidence from any, you know, it's not like San Francisco has done this, and San Francisco, boy, the scores have just gone through the stratosphere. No. <laughs> no. And they said the same thing about the amount of money going into the public education for inner cities as well. Since government has gotten involved with the yes. Department of Education, we've seen a downhill slope on our quality. There's no doubt that the, the myth that money per se solves education is not true. Yeah. They are not spending it efficaciously. They're not, they're not having a feedback loop of accountability. They're not weeding out teachers who are ineffective. They're not rewarding students who exceed expectations. They're not choosing curriculum that's proven to be effective. You know, they're just, they're just pouring money, good money after bad. They're pouring money into an ineffective system. And what do they get? They get more ineffectiveness. They get more ineffectiveness, exactly. We're out of time, my friend. It's Dr. Bill Ever, Senior Fellow, Director of the Center for Educational Sur- uh, Excellence at the Independent Institute. Uh, doctor, it's great to have you on the program. I appreciate it. Let's, get, let's do this again here real soon. Okay, thank you for having me. Hey, appreciate that very much. Interesting stuff. The woke math system, the new activism in our math curriculum. Have you seen it as a parent? Are you aware of it? Do you know about it? Have you seen it all over the nation? We'll talk about that when we come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last couple of minutes here as we wrap up the show for another day. Thanks again to Dr. Bill Evers. Interesting stuff there, the woke math. So, there you have it. The uh, Here's the big question. Again, if you're a parent, a mom, a dad, and you're helping your kids and they're doing their math problems, are they doing the woke math? Is that the focal point, the math problems? Hey, Susie has seven apples, Johnny has three. If one gives one to the other, then how many does Susie and Johnny now have? And you got to do the math problem of the adding and subtracting. That's where we're at right now. My little one, little voice of reason, she is uh, about ready to turn eight. She is finishing up the second grade, and she's starting those math problems. And I'm very proud of her because she has been killing it in math. She's like, Dad, we love math problems. Mrs. Voice of Reason is more of the writer, more of the reader, more of the spelling one. So the writing, reading, spelling thing, she can do that one. That's why I conveniently talk on the radio instead of actually write, which I do have a column with Opslins in my monthly blog, but that's about it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a writer. One of these days, I will actually write a book as well, but I'm not a writer. I'll probably do the voice to text and actually do it through the radio program and just write a book that way because I'm not a writer. I'm a math guy. But when math becomes, quote unquote, woke based on activism, telling kids, hey, we're going to go and protest a liquor store. How many signs do we need? How many nails do we need based on the number of signs we're going to have? How many signs do we need based on the number of people out there protesting and standing in line? If these are the math problems that we're solving, what are we telling our kids subliminally, subconsciously telling them, hey, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is what the real world, real world is about. This is what. Normal people do is they protest and they cause issues and they're offended by things and they try to be the great activist, which there's nothing wrong with being an activist. All the power to you being an activist. That's what the world's all about. Change the world to make it a better place. Being, quote unquote, woke in the political sense, not in the spiritual sense, but in the religion or in the uh, in the political sense of being woke. That's not a good thing because now you're just complaining. Now you're just whining. Someone said something that offended me and therefore we're going to change it because if you've noticed we're getting better and we're almost there with actual freedom for everybody. Do we still have some holdouts out in the society here and there? Not through systematic racism, but do you actually have some holdouts? Sure, you have holdouts. You're still going to be idiot people all around. You're never going to be able to completely rid something. But have we grown ourselves to be better? Yes. Have we made ourselves to be better as a society? Yes, we have. Absolutely. 
But the left, they still need something to fight for, something to overhaul the system, something to fundamentally transform the nation. Remember those words from the great Barack Obama, right? We need to fundamentally transform this nation. So we're going to find issues, we're going to create issues, and we're going to make them issues out of non-issues so that way we can still try to fight for something because we have to do something. It's what it's all about. Speaking of, the emotional argument is very strong in that as well with the uh, the emotions of, well, we need to fight for this because we're passionate about it and you're such a great leader, such a great fighter, such a great activist. It's all emotion. Jen Psaki's trying to bring the emotion as well, which remember, when Democrats and, and, and politicians start to get emotional and it's not really an emotional thing, they bring the emotion because they're desperate. They don't have policy. They don't have substance. They don't have any facts to back up what they're doing. So they start crying because emotion is a very powerful tool. Emotion's a very powerful weapon. It's all about the emotion. We're going to give you something. You are struggling. What's AOC say? You are struggling. You are trying to pay off your student loan debts, and you just can't do it because it's just way too expensive. Okay, we'll lower the price of student loans. No, we're not going to do that. We're just going to give it to you for free. We're not going to lower the price of education. We're not going to privatize it to get the government out of it. We're not going to try and, you know, get rid of the big government bank that's making bank on this by the trillions of dollars. No, we're just going to make it free and tax other people for it because we're going to give it to you. You are struggling. You are a victim. And that's what the Democrat platform is. You're a victim. Let's give you free goodies. It's an emotional argument. The deeper emotional tie to try and get you to be the next great uh, generation of Democrat voters. Jen Psaki really tried to play that on the media. She did an interview on, I want to say, MSNBC. Uh, White House press secretary, according to Mediaite.com, broke down during a podcast interview as she talked about the anti-LGBTQ bills moving through uh, the state of Florida, which they're not anti-LGBTQ. They just say you can't brainwash children telling them that they are part of the LGBTQ and questioning their gender at the age of seven. But she says they're anti-LGBTQ bills, and she started breaking down on the episode saying they're, quote, harsh and cruel bills from Republicans, creating that division, creating the rage and the anger in the fringe minority communities of the country, and trying to bring that emotion to bring some type of unity to the Democrats that have zero unity in their Democrat party. Ha! I sense desperation. Can you smell it? Because I can does it for us today podcast up in just a little bit we're back at it tomorrow again until then be your own voice of reason it's time for you to speak up speak out speak loud speak proud speak the truth and always speak some reason this is the voice of reason i'm andy hoosier we'll see you on the radio tomorrow Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.